0: You're listening to The Process, where we talk to some of the industry's most talented artists, including film, TV and game. From concept artists, to previs, to 3D animators and visual effects artists, we talk about a personal project of theirs and take a look at the work that went into them, as well as show an insight into the mind and workflow of each artist. For any visuals discussed in this episode, we have provided a link to images and videos should you need a bit more context or you can watch a video podcast on YouTube at Big Two Studios.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, I'm Andy Lefton. Um, I am a senior 3D generalist at Mad Microbe Studios. I've been working in the industry, you know, roughly tw- 20 years. Wait, what year is it? So I've been roughly in the industry for about 20 years. Um, I went to school here in, in, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, um, and I wasn't really sure what I really wanted to do, but I knew I was really into Star Wars, right? Like that's where it always begins, right? So, um, I, I loved film. I wanted to be a part of film. I also wanted to be a part of special effects. Um, and that was, that's a broad spectrum, you know, but, but basically I got into school for media production. Currently I work at Mad Microbe studios, um, where we do a lot of kind of science medical based stuff, but, um, um, we, we kind of have a more cinematic twist to what we do with this, with that field. Um, and I've been with working with Mad Micro for approximately well, about five years now in my free time, which is hard these days I try to, <laughs> try to work on personal projects. As you know, anybody that, that works in the CG industry knows it's, it's a challenge, you know, because it's, it's such an, a fast moving, fast paced industry that if, you know, it, it's hard to carve out time for personal projects, but, um, it's just, it's something that I I need to have in my life. <laughs> so I try to find a balance. So that's, that's kind of like currently where I'm at. A lot of my life is taken up by, by music and not just playing, which I do. I play and I tour, um, but also, you know, do an album art for, for other bands and and poster design and stuff like that. You know, I, I play in two bands actually, but I have one kind of main band mm-hmm. that I've been, we've been going, we're actually celebrating our 15th year um, this year. That band is called War Plague. So it's, yeah, it's kind of hardcore punk, you know. I I've been part of the punk stuff, man, ever since I was a kid, you know, since the '80s. So it's like it's kind of part of my DNA to to be a part of that. So um, we still play, we still tour a lot. We got some tours coming up this year, um, and yeah. So another 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 pocket of my life I like to fill up, <laughs> um, and I don't know. That's that's just kind of the gist of it, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the. It's finding that time with a full time job to then come home and have the energy, passion, and drive to do more stuff.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, man, so it's, 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 that, it's uh, that
0: balance, isn't it, of of like work and personal stuff. Yeah, it is
1: because the job is very demanding, and at Map Microbe, you know, we're 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 just constantly, you know, grinding away constantly, mm. um, and it's very busy. Um, and so we kind of have to think about working on personal stuff, you know, and obviously if you're passionate and you have drive, you're able to find a little bit of balance in life sometimes, <laughs> you know, us right. artist types. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, sometimes like some of my personal stuff, I'll, I'll get going on it and then you'll have to shelve it for a little while just because you're busy with other stuff um, and then pick it back up later. But that's kind of been the, the, the pipeline for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then it's, I guess, finding, yeah, when you pick things back up, you've by that time you've probably got other ideas for other stuff. And then if you're a creative, you kind of, especially with all this fast-paced moving sort of tech, and to keep up with everything is quite, that's demanding on its own. I it's think. hard, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not hard in the fact that, like, you dread it. It's yeah. It's hard in the fact that it's disciplinary, you know, and it's it's not like you're, you can't force it, you don't, you don't wake up and you know grudgingly go man I really don't feel like doing this but boy I sure do love it you know it's like you got to <laughs> love it you know and that's yeah. just, that's just kind of you know personally where I'm at you know and and if I don't love it in that point then you know I'll step back
0: so so you you seem to be yeah your time is filled with we've got music mm. create a creative Full-time, personal, there's a lot going on in the world of Andy Lefton. Yeah,
1: man, and then throw a dog in there. you know. Oh, and a dog, okay.
0: <laughs> so I guess today we're on the process and we're going to be talking about one of your personal projects. Yeah. Uh, and today's episode, we are talking about World Suicide. So a short film mm-hmm. made by yourself inside, inside Unreal Engine. And this is your first time diving into the world of uh, Unreal Engine. So yeah. can you just tell us a little bit about... Yeah, the project, the inspiration.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a wide gamut why I did it. But I think, you know, I don't know, man. Mainly just as, as obviously a very um, powerful software platform, especially for creatives, people that want to do film and cinematics and things of that nature. And I've done short films before, you know, with the pipeline, you know, Cinema 4D being kind of my main 3D application. But... um I've done films in Cinema 4D, Redshift, and I use this stuff every single day, but I've never touched Unreal. Unreal, and obviously, you know, you, you want to kind of stay on top of the tech. You kind of want to stay on top of, well, what's what's the future hold for my job? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, tr- definitely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you want to be relevant, you know? Yeah. And so I, it was kind of like kill two birds with one stone sort of approach where I wanted to learn the program, be able to exercise exercise my own creative license um and see what i could do with it um and it so it, it kind of started out as an experiment and it quickly became a, like a major obsession man because right, right. when i opened unreal and it took you know it took you a while you're learning so it's like I, this is the first time i ever opened it i was just like what the hell is this stuff yeah. This, is not, this is not the kind of timeline I'm used to, <laughs> but then when you, you know, I read up and you, just, you studied and did some R&D and whatever, and I started realizing the power of it, man, and it, that, that experiment quickly became an obsession. So um, it took me a good handful of months to really understand Unreal, and I'm still learning it. But in the same process of learning, I was also creating, you know? So then that's mm-hmm. when I, like, realized the power, and I was like, okay, boom, I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump right into it. And I did, you know, and so that's where yeah. World Suicide came
0: from. That is a, I mean, what a first project to, uh, and, and you won an award as well for this, uh, short, is that right?
1: Um, think, uh, well, kind of, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's starting to go through the film fest circuit right now. And oh, nice. Yeah. So it's, it's getting officially selected. Um, oh yes yeah yeah so so that's kind of where Excellent. things are at, at right now but um, I'm going to be spending the next handful of months submitting it to Fest that you know kind of falls into that category for that film so
0: oh well best of luck man yeah thanks, uh, man. yeah we loved it and that's you know one of the reasons why uh, we, we're chatting you with you today so yeah yeah awesome awesome work thanks dude and and did you have this project like lined up or did you did did the software come first and then you came up with the idea for world suicide and did you start like sketching fresh or is it is it a project that you had in the on the back burner for a while and then unreal engine you know came into your uh, mind and you thought i'm going to do that project with unreal engine how did that start
1: it started how the hell did it start, man? It's, it's okay, okay, so it, I it definitely started with a concept first. So this is before Unreal Engine came into play, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I had a concept for a ship that I did, and it's the ship that you see in the film, which is basically I titled it It's like a it was like a class D stand runner or something like that, it's, you know. Nice. Something tech, you know, tech, you know, like mili- militarized or something, you know, yeah.
0: tactical. What was that um design? This this is probably not how it is but when is that design of the ship the, the racer yeah anything to do with the shape of the skull right
1: so yes which is really jumping the gun here you're not the first person to catch up on that so okay i had a couple of friends of mine that are like dude is that is that skull kind of you know is there like some sort of symbolism so yes and no but yes i really liked it because i don't know if you've i don't know if you're familiar with any of my previous stuff but i i did like a I did like, a, like a, a holiday, like a Christmas short piece, which was oh, like I'm... a minute long. But it had to do with this kind of contemporary, advanced-looking Santa sleigh. And it was kind of the same shape. So I, I like things that are like elongated, you know, kind of like that. And so years and years ago, I did this holiday piece, which kind of had a similar style ship to it. And so this current one in World Suicide, the Sand Runner, is loosely based off that design. But yeah, it's kind of it kind of has like a birdie, almost like an um, elongated beat kind of feel to it. So kind of by design in that shot.
0: Cool. Nice. Um so did you h- how did it get started? Did you write uh, the idea, then storyboard? What was the actual yeah. like workflow for, for a personal project in a new um software like Unreal Engine? Yeah. So, so that,
1: I had this ship already built out. I already had I had a concept piece done, but it was a concept piece that had no direction yet. So it was like, this is cool, I like this, I like this ship, I like where I put it in this desolate environment, and that was the frame that I had. That, that happened first, and then I had a buddy of mine, and this, this was kind of the catalyst behind the film, which eventually brought me into Unreal. A friend of mine, Themis, who is out of Norway, <clears throat> he does, he did the music but the music was never designed for the film. The music, he sent me his album and he does a lot of kind of ambient kind of noise stuff. And I really don't listen to a lot of that stuff, but he sent it to me and the stuff he does is really kind of droney and for me, kind of thought provoking, right?
0: Hmm.
1: So I I was doing something in the world. I don't know, like listening to it in my headphones and I was just, you know, it was like his playlist that he sent me and this song came up, which is titled, Area 2, and that's the song in the film, right? And I was like, man, like this song kind of reminds me of like retro Terminator kind of synth stuff, right? And I was like, this this rules, man. I'm a big
0: fan of the synth, the synth, the synth. Totally, man. uh, Music, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And so it, I kept on going back to this song, man. Eventually, like I had it on constant rotation, and it was it was that song which I was like, man, that ship that I built like would fit so well in the realm of this film. And like, like I was, I think I was actually working out. I was like at the gym, like doing weird adult stuff or something. And so I was listening to the song and I'm like, the idea just started piling on because the original concept way before Unreal, the concept of the ship was that it lived in this toxic environment, desolate wasteland world, post-apocalyptic, whatever. So from that concept idea and from the music track that my friend Themis sent me, that's where the idea came from. And then I was like, I I don't want to kill myself again and create this in cinema 4D, which can be very tedious. Texture and substance, bring everything into redshift, blah, 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 this and this. I was like, well, screw it. I was like, man, I really like the results in Unreal. And so that's where that process began.
0: Ah, nice. And then it just fleshed out from there. And then Oh, that's great. Yeah. And did you make did you make good use of, you know, talking about like painstaking not painstaking, it's it's a passion, pa- passion. It was painstaking. Pain. Painstaking. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> you know, you thing, know yes. like the cinema four D pipeline. Obviously this new like real time pipeline. Did you make like use of the store, the marketplace? Oh, the, like scans of Quixel? Yeah, did you how, did you go shopping and just grab cool stuff? Because okay. I love just browsing that okay. all the time. Yes.
1: So, but I'm, try- I'm trying to trying to think of a way to f- phrase this so I don't get in trouble, right? So you see a lot of Quixel Mega Scans out there these days. It's everywhere. Like you, mm-hmm. like if you're familiar with Unreal and you're the marketplace and Quixel, like you know when you're gonna see it somewhere. And I I wanted to utilize the Mega Scans, which saved my butt, but I also didn't want to exploit them. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to make it so obvious that it, it just, I wanted to throw a film together because Quixel Megascans exists and now it makes it easier. Like, I didn't want to do that. I, I mm-hmm. legitimately wanted to use those assets to build my world and then build around that, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I used Brushify for the vast landscape itself. So the shading, the sculpting, etc. I used Quixel Megascans to kind of block and assemble and create this kind of world. Um, But then I had a a lot of models that I built myself to integrate into a lot of the Megascans, you know, to help it kind of live together. So I wasn't just Mm -hmm. using Megascans because it looked super awesome in this frame, you know? It's like I wanted to put both my originality and my creativity in along with that as well.
0: So so you 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 know you've got um a good understanding of like you know filmmaking oh, yes. and the cinematography um and how did how did you go about um you know the cinematography for this inside of unreal engine what was that process like yeah. with the new software the cameras mm-hmm. um you know the the level sequencer how did you find uh, that way of working inside Yeah of it, it was unreal. it was all trial and error yeah
1: it was all trial and error and i mean i'm i have a much appreciation for um the cinematic world and and that filmic kind of feel and that's what i strive for but Mm. in the same instance i still have a lot to learn and it's not obviously i have a a proper education you know but i'm also really kind of self-taught a lot you know Mm -hmm. so the thing about unreal is that it 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 helped me kind of broaden my horizons with kind of using proper photographic elements and cameras, mm. um, and it's letting me kind of expand my horizons quite a bit in 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 the filmic sense of things. And so, it's it was a lot of trial and error, you know. Yeah. You know, and it, it always is, but that's the whole point, right? It like that. Yeah. That's the whole CG industry is you just don't you don't find a happy spot and go. I'm totally stoked and happy where I am and I'm going to stay yeah. here for the rest of my life. Like, No, it's like you have to constantly move, move, move
0: mm-hmm. You know, because the industry is and if you don't, then you're going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so what about any like along the way of making this short film, was there any just like annoying things that just kept going wrong? Just what, what was like the, the painful, most painful part of doing this project in Unreal Engine, if any? Can out my book
1: here and tell you.
0: Yeah. Would it would it crash a lot? Would you know any like behind yeah. the scenes like that was a pain in the ass to do? But
1: or, it was my fault. It was crashing because it was my fault. Right? Because I was new to it and I was like, I'm gonna throw everything. If this if this engine can can handle my polygonal count, et etc. Cetera, et cetera, and all my heavy shaders, no problem. I yeah. keep throwing stuff at it. And I did. And I was <laughs> like, this rules until it didn't anymore. And it crashed. Because it. I started yeah. realizing about the, you know, obviously it's going to start bogging down. You know, you start throwing too much at it. And it's going to, you know, become kind of heavy. And also, like, you know, your GPUs. You have to have a pretty good mm-hmm. system to be running. And so, you know, I've got... Right now I've got two, you know, 3090s or whatever. And it's it it kicks ass, oh, man. Nice. You know, yeah. but um, it has limitations, which everything's going to have limitations. Mm-hmm. So I learned to find that balance. So it wasn't crashing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically just the everyday pains of learning something new, but outside of that, man, it's been awesome. I think we're going to start implementing it kind of heavy at, at, mad microbe.
0: So, oh, nice.
1: Yeah. So it's like whatever wacky cinematic filmic stuff that I can do at mad microbe through cinema 4D and redshift, um, you know, um, we do, a lot of, we do a lot of stuff, man. Even like we're starting to get a heavy Houdini presence at microbe. So mm-hmm. it's taking a lot of those elements. And how do I recreate this in Unreal? Mm-hmm. I do realize that a lot of the stuff that I do do is probably going to have to be built out in cinema and then brought into Unreal, you know, that kind of pipeline. And I'm happy doing it that way. But if we can ultimately end an output out of Unreal, I think that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. the next big thing for me.
0: How much sort of integration with Cinema 4D did you have for this, I guess, like when when the the gate sort of when when the chaser goes through the the gate, was that kind of
1: like like it when it bursts 4D? like crack? Yeah, like it burst the barrier. through the,
0: the yeah. yeah the barrier. So that was, was that, done, like that was done sim- in cinema. Oh, okay,
1: that was that was done in cinema, and then that was output as um, that was output as an FBX with the geometry cache. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a different pipeline for me to learn too. I was like, well, where's my animation? I imported it where the hell is it, right? Yeah, so then I had to learn that you have to actually bring in a separate kind of geocache file on that, um, mm. along with Olympics and stuff. So, so that was good, a good portion of a lot of the dynamic work in uh the film was done in Cinema 4D, exported using Cineware, imported back into Unreal or into Unreal using uh Datasmith, the Datasmith plugin, and oh, yeah. that saved my butt, man. If I didn't have that, I'm, i probably wouldn't be sitting here. But um, that was that was a saving grace. Same with like the turret, you know, the, the the gun turret, you know, that was animated in cinema.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you know, Unreal Engine, as as much as you can like animate in there, it's definitely not an animation package. You right. know, they've got control rigs now for like characters and stuff, but yeah. I mean I personally still find it quite painful if I, if we got to do any character animation or stuff you know animated right now you know we'll be using like because we, we use Blender uh, a lot Oh great so oh man I'd
1: love to get into Blender
0: Oh really oh we yeah big big fans of Blender okay um so we that's our pipeline yeah um and and your uh, the sand Racer, was that because it's like, sort of like flying was you able to just do all that inside of Unreal engine with You know to animate yeah i mean why not man
1: because it's yeah it wasn't hard it was a it was linear Mm -hmm. it was like go from point a to point b and all i had to do was add a slight trucker rotation to the the swaying of the vehicle and and Mm -hmm. and actually like even using like the camera shake like adding that expression or the blueprint to uh the vehicle itself to give it a little yeah man awesome awesome yeah you know that that helped immensely sorry i get really excited
0: no this is this is it's so fun and I, I know exactly where you're coming from because yeah. as soon as you figure something out like you know just um, like a noise modifier to sort of add a little yeah. bit of this or you can have like the lens effects on the cameras and oh, the post-process man. volumes and like the fog and the dust Dude. and the atmospherics oh. it's like you can spend four hours just playing around with the sky system and shadows before you even month get a shot done you know months dude like
1: <laughs> the whole r&d behind the film sorry i think i'm getting a little um
0: that's all right a little out of focus here
1: uh the whole like r&d with the atmosphere mm-hmm. because you'd be like holy holy crap this looks rad right here and then you would kind of play yeah. you'd be like holy crap this looks rad you know so you're, you're constantly going back and forth and i finally had to settle man dude honestly if i didn't stop doing I didn't stop like look (laughs) devving I'd still be sitting there tweaking stuff so I was like I gotta stop man yeah because you just have so much control and that was another thing which got me into unreal was the atmosphere the atmospherics man like Mm. it was huge for me to uh this film it it lived in this toxic environment right this toxic world and so you need this thick this thick air and this kind of constant ambient motion you know and so I was like, man, I don't want to learn another particle system, damn it, you know? Yeah. But it took me like 10 minutes to figure out how to get like blowing sand across the mm. surface. I was like, wow, like this is incredible.
0: So yeah. And, and did you, um, you know, when you start to discover, like you said earlier, you, you, you know, you move the camera over there and you sort of bring the sun and you've got a reflection on this and then you go, whoa, that looks so cool. How many shots did you f- start? like intend to do and then how many shots did you accidentally fall upon and go whoa I need to have this shot because it looks so cool here did you develop shots as you were going because of the cool like whoa that looks badass
1: yeah I there were so many different iterations and uh, it's funny because I have an archive of where when I started and where I am now Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll go through of where it started and at that point in the beginning I was like my mind was like, "This looks amazing! Holy crap! Like, this is this is super powerful." But then I, I you know, thirty iterations later, like now I'll go back and look at that first. Yeah. So I'll be like, "What was I thinking?"
0: You know? <laughs> but, have you got any um? Compa- have you got any ones that we can have a look at now of like the first version compared to? I mean, I'm if, putting you on the you, spot now, and if not, it's cool. I, no,
1: I could probably bring something up if you want me to screen share something.
0: Well, we are a previous studio, so with the amount of iterations that we have to do, when you know, going mm-hmm. from potentially blocks sliding around to the final thing. I love seeing the process of Yeah,
1: and and th- I'm you know. sorry this is not really animatic form. So this this was obviously a model that I purchased, but I also tweaked. This was my, this right this is funny. This was my first test with MetaHuman. Like literally oh, okay. literally the day it was available, I was like I'm going to try this out and they plopped <laughs> them in just just for staging. And this was one shot. This shot was actually the establishing shot of the exterior, but I never um I didn't really like it, so you can see in the film... I mean, this was one of the first times I was working with Unreal, so I was blown away by yeah, man. You know, kind of how things were looking.
0: You know, when you get into sort of making films inside of Unreal Engine and you get to explore in real time, I guess it's like, yeah, yeah I need to stop. Like you said earlier, yeah. I need to stop here because every angle I could like get a close-up of this, I could do a depth of field, like rack focus here. Like, it looks epic from up here, and I can, you know... Just, just sort of raining it all in, and sort of thinking, okay, I need to stop now because this this short's gonna last for like twenty minutes if I can't exactly you know, cut it's, it because <laughs> it's so fun to. It, yeah, explore. man, it was it
1: was it was insane because, um, and again, it's like you know, it, obviously, if you've been working in the industry and if you've been working in Unreal and, and Quixel and all that jazz, you're gonna be able to pick that out a mile away, you know. Mm. So it was really a matter of of. Trying not to overkill on a lot of that that element. So yeah. I mean, you you can see these early stages, these te- yeah, you know.
0: That looks really cool, man. Yeah.
1: Oh, and then you know, um, I was gonna show this real quick. So big, medium, small. I'm I don't really consider myself a character animator. I've done it before, but it's it's one of my weaker <laughs> mm-hmm. things. Um, so I, I did everything kind of hand keyframed. Um,
0: I, I was I was just literally going to go on to this. Can we talk about the character in the in yeah, the show? Yeah, how yeah. did you go about that? Yeah,
1: and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. You know, uh, he was originally going to kind of turn out to be this—I um, don't know—just grimy-looking maintenance rig worker, which this guy kind of is. But I realized I was spending too much time kind of um, kind of concepting the idea, and I was like, well, the character is just a this this lone guy who's left out you know, in this wasteland to kind of look over everything and, you know, with not exactly the greatest health. And so I figured I all I need is a guy really just kind of wearing a hazmat suit, you know, Mm -hmm. in this world that he works in. And so I kind of went with this. And this is a stripped-down character that I purchased from uh, um, uh, Big, Medium, Small. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I just really wanted something basic. Uh, And I did manipulate a little bit of the gas mask. And then I just created this kind of... This general seating of him, and then I created a blueprint of this in Unreal, and then I just added him to the vehicle. Nice. You know, and then this is that sequence where he kind of starts the ignition. He's kind of hitting Mm -hmm. the um, what do you call it? The dashboard, like kind of turning everything on. So it's all kind of hand keyframed, and it's really simple.
0: Nice. Yeah. You know, it works, man. It works really nice. Yeah.
1: Um, And then again, same thing with the turret. You know, everything was animated in Cinema 4D. Wicked. But yeah, so... Great. That's kind of the work of cool, progress man. there.
0: Thanks, Andy. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, because it a, it's a smart move to um, put a mask on the face because face stuff is painful. Yeah. How did you find the metahuman stuff? Did you get on with it? I,
1: it was one of those things that, I, and, and again, I didn't want to exploit it. Mm. I didn't want to be like, oh, wow, MetaHuman, let's get the camera super close on his face and along his eyeball, sh- you know? Like, the story didn't need that. Right. The story wasn't based around how awesomely technical Unreal is and how amazing mm-hmm. MetaHuman is. It was more about storytelling. I wasn't there to show sure, off, yet. you know, like, how close I can get to his hand. Yeah. The MetaHuman came out right in time for me to be able to have that element. And so me personally pushing the envelope with MetaHuman was the, there's a close-up shot of his face piloting the ship before, before impact. Hmm. And I was really sketched on that. And I'm sure you can probably pull that up, but there's that scene. It's, we maybe hang on him for a couple seconds, but you see him blinking and his eyes kind of moving up and down from the dashboard and the control that I had, I probably had that animated in 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, I think, I think the biggest pain in the butt was actually just importing the figure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that shot, you can see it. He's piloting, it's a side profile thing, he's kind of bobbling around. So I had a little bit of, I had a little bit of jiggle on his gas mask, mm. separate from his body and separate from the ship, or the, the vehicle. Because I wanted to give that, you know, if everything moved in unison, it wouldn't look right. Mm-hmm. So having the mask kind of bob separately from his facial bob, from the vehicle bobbing, gave it that, that effect that he was pretty, it was a pretty jarring ride.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, nice. yeah, yeah.
0: And, and how about um, the, the, to the story, the story itself, like, yeah. Where, where did that sort of inspiration come from for the, for the actual story, you know, storytelling?
1: So you mean just the actual idea behind the film? Itself? Yeah,
0: just the, the, the idea yeah. itself. Uh, suicide. So, I mean,
1: it's pretty misanthropic, man. Like 35 years of, you know, punk rock will kind of do that to you, you know? But honestly, it's, it's, also like, it's also like the state of the world that we're in right now, man. You mm. know, it's like you can believe whatever you want to believe, but, you know, from my own personal perspective, it's what my eyes tell me. Yeah. You know, and it's like you want to you want to live in a happy world with happy people and nice breathable air, you know, and 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 be generally safe, right? And I think like kind of the current times we're in right now is like I think a lot of people aren't really feeling that, you know. Yeah. It's, you don't really have a lot of control. And I think I think this film was a little bit of a cathartic release. <laughs> me nice. because i if you look at any of my other films like two worlds or like fat chance or even the holiday piece it's like you know there's always something at the end that's like oh that was that was nice or whatever you know Mm -hmm. this piece doesn't have that actually let me rephrase that this piece doesn't have that until you get to the very end because there is a little bit of hope because as we're kind of backing away at that Mm -hmm. final shot you can see that some of the plant life, and it's cliche, yeah. but some of that plant life is coming back. It's, it's like yeah. a, it's a rebirth, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're starting anew. And I think that's kind of the premise of the film where our character is downtrodden. Our character is misanthropic. Um, there's a hint in the beginning as we're in the bunker that he's not doing well. There's something with the health. You know, we have the IV, we have the monitor, his sats, like all that stuff kind of saying that things aren't doing so hot <clears throat> and so it was, it, was, it was a little difficult like not paying so much attention to the character because it wasn't really all about him right it was just more about the theme and the concept of the story as a big picture um, so yeah I mean yeah. I can go on and on man but no, that's, that's a- the gist of it <laughs>
0: appreciate it. That's cool, man. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, of course, man. Um, so biggest learning curve in Unreal Engine, and what would you do differently next time if you used to do it again? Or the next time, what would you take from what you learned mm. doing this for the first time um, into the next uh, project?
1: That's a good question. Because it was, it, it was such a good experience. I mean, I'm not tuning any horns here. Like I'm, I'm serious. Like it was such a good experience that I'm like any project, no matter how awesome the package is, you're going to have headaches. You know, it's not just the software all the time. It's the operator. There's always human error. (laughs) Believe me, there was a lot in this one, you know? So I don't, I I think it would probably be more attention to the pipeline of um, how, how the shaders and how the models are going to communicate in the engine. But the thing is, is I already, I learned a lot in that process. So I know what to do already, you know, whereas Mm -hmm. like you just can't throw anything in there and expect magic to happen. You know, where's that pretty red button that's going to make everything automatic. You know, it's like, that doesn't happen. Like you got to put some work into it, you know? And so that was, it was disciplinary, but Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. It was, it's been Mm -hmm. a pleasant experience.
0: And how did you find um, like, like, just the setup of like sequences and maps and that whole because it's a it's a game engine, isn't it? At the end of the day, and we, we're used to sort of you know creating shots and you know normal timelines. How did you find like that that workflow and project management? Was it kind of a oh well, I'm the only one having to deal with it. I'll kind of you know get by, or did you consider anything like that? and, and would you for the next time to make things potentially easier? Or do you get by without that?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it was like uh, I was happy juggling everything on my own. I mean, mm. in regards to organization and, and asset management and things of that nature, man, I can always do better at that. You know, Same. but <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it's, I think it's just a matter of not inundating Unreal with everything you have and then pulling back and being like, ah, oh, let's, You know, it's more about plotting out what you can do, what's necessary, and not overkilling on that. You know, I think it's probably kind of honing in on that and paying a little bit more attention to um, organizing and managing the project as an individual myself.
0: Did I mention storyboards? Did you kind of... Go along with a storyboard in mind at the start, or did it just evolve naturally? And knowing what you wanted yeah. as you was in the in the engine.
1: So, like, yes and no. And and this was this was kind of interesting for me because I always I always start with storyboards. Like, I always start with a rough idea or sketch on a piece of paper or something. Like, I always start with something. But w- once I realized that you can you can like basically live three D storyboard and get your results in real time right there, I think I could, like, replace storyboarding with blocking everything out right away. Yeah. You know, because, sure, I had a vision, you know, and, and yeah, I was like, oh, well, this is cool. You know, what's the next shot going to look like? And I either could have taken the time to write it down and draw it out and be like, this camera, but it's already in my head. Mm. So I may as well, I'm already in Unreal, I may as well just jump in there and just align the camera and block it out. So um, the storyboards started, but they never finished just because everything was able to previs in, in Unreal in, in no time.
0: You kind of just naturally discover things yeah. because you've got the power to sort of quickly see stuff yeah. to a really high level. Like you say, you know, previs. even in Unreal Engine, once you've got the lighting system set up and then you can in your head like, oh, I'm going to layer some fog in there and Then i can play around with that you kind of cinematographer director previous storyboard all in one package at the same time just exploring and that's you know i think john john favreau said when he was in like (laughs) line in lion king when he was in like the virtual world he was able to just like it was you know it wasn't final you know quality stuff it was like previous model but he could like explore the world and go oh i can i can get up here and shoot this down there and it's so fun and powerful. It is
1: super powerful, and you also get spoiled, right? Yeah. Because it's like I was able to do this film with these heavy models and, these, and this crazy, you know, texture building, et cetera, et cetera, and wacky atmosphere in, in real time. And within a year or so, I was able to have this completely done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was working full time and being in a band and touring, you know, and have a dog.
0: And a dog, and I was going to say,
1: and yeah. a dog. Yeah. Dog's priority. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but you know, uh, and, and you become a little spoiled with it. And so it's like when you have to go back to, you know, you know and I, Cinema 4D is my baby. I love it. I'll continue to use it till the day I die, whatever. Um, and I love Redshift, but it's like, you know, you go back to, you know, working in the IPR, you know, Redshift, and you got to wait for things to kind of cook. And it's fine because you're used to it, but man, in Unreal, you just become spoiled. Mm. Awesome.
0: What, what's it going to? What's it been like going back to? Um, oh, you said you're going imp- to implement Unreal Engine potentially at, in your um, day job at the at the studio. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're going to try for sure, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hope that And
0: Ed, is it just yourself in the studio that's been dabbling in Unreal Engine, or, or are the other people sort of had chance to to explore that yeah. world yet?
1: I was talking with um, I was talking with my producer, and, and he's like like man that film was crazy like i think we're gonna have you do this for scientific med stuff i was like sweet let's do it you know oh, nice. there is a buddy of mine alex who works at mad microbe as well <clears throat> um really really talented guy guy um he also works in unreal as well um but i i don't really know like we've talked about it but i don't i don't know like how far his skill set is in unreal but i mm. he he was in unreal before i was but um Okay. So you know, it might be one of those things where him and I maybe brainstorm in the pipeline and try to get something together.
0: How about a collaboration? Yeah. For Unreal Engine f- short film.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I know. I was like, now I'm just like, well, okay. Now my next step is really getting to Houdini, and how can I bring that stuff into Unreal?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then you're there, like, ha,
1: ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also like, it's nap time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's that balance, like. Yeah. How how many just out of interest like that, um, you know, work-life balance on um, personal projects and um, full-time jobs? Because we've spoke about this in, in previous um, yeah. episodes. Um, typically, you know, what did you do when you had chance or did you plan it or when you felt like it? How was that schedule in your own personal
1: yeah. time? So, it, it, like I said, like the, the, the whole process was a learning curve, right? So mm. if I had a shot in mind, I'd build out a shot. And then that shot alone would, would take a little extra time because you, the power of Unreal, you're like, the lights are awesome here. Wait a minute. The lights are awesome yeah. here. You know. And you kept on changing. So, I mean, it would be like I would have to tell my lady and I would have to tell the dog, hey, guys, I'm going to go bury myself in the office Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. because I really, really want to get ahead of this. So it was kind of sporadically planned. Like that, it wasn't like a really set schedule. It was whenever I had the energy, yeah, to do it, you know. So I don't have really a solid answer. It was just like, it's Wednesday, I'm done with work at five. I'm gonna jump in Unreal till seven.
0: Sure. And it was just finding finding pockets of yeah, yeah. time over the year. Yeah, that's that's makes sense. And that was that
1: was pretty much the case there. Man.
0: Yeah. Did, did you ever find yourself like, okay, I'm gonna finish at seven? But oh, this is looking so cool, and it's it's hanging over to like half seven. I've got to I've got to leave. It, it, it Maybe I would over, no, I, no.
1: I would work and I would work 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 normal work, and then I would get into Unreal and then I'd send off some renders or whatever just to cook. And you know, the rendering would take a little while longer because I would crank the setting, the settings. So I want to get nice, <laughs> you know, filmic quality, cinematic quality, right? And so then I would come back an hour or two later, right before bed, like literally. Stop here, then go to bed. Yeah. Not a good idea because I would check the render and be like, oh. "Holy crap! Like this looks amazing! I'm gonna work on the next shot." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's four a.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't let the dog hear you. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I think every every like creative artist who's, who's been in that same boat, like just that excitement and passion, and when you've got that sort of you know. Uh, enthusiasm, it's hard to kind of put down, and you kind of really want to explore it. Is uh, things. Man. but also, you really need to consider the, it's the separation and think mental health, um, yeah. the balance. I'm going to detach myself like this weekend, I'm just going to s- just completely switch off and you know, walk the dog, spend time with absolutely um, family, friends because, um, you know, you refresh your body and mind, and then it's only going to help. You know, the next time you come back to it, it is, you, you're feeling great. So then
1: Yeah. I mean we're human, you know, we gotta recharge yeah. the batteries. You know, I gotta yeah. I got a six pack of beer downstairs waiting for me that I can't wait to hit because I'm just like I'm on oh, bugging nice. man. I'm just gonna grab some beers, play some records, yeah. hang out with the family, like whatever. Like that's what I wanna do. And it's vital, you know. Yeah. If, if you have the time and you have the energy and the mental capability to work in personal projects and your passions, absolutely do it because I think it's really important for people like us as artists to exercise that, mm. you know? And that's one thing why I really appreciate Mad Microbe too because even though we're like wicked busy all the time, they're like, do your, do your personal stuff. Like, we want you to yeah. do that, you know? But there is a balance because when I finished World Suicide... I was done, man. Mm. I was totally spent. And I'm like, mm. all right, I, I got to take a break. And I'm kind of still on that break. Nice. You know, but yeah, you know, the ideas start churning. And yeah. I'm like, what's next?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, wh- whatever it's going to be, Andy, we can't wait to see Thanks, it. Thanks. Um, Thank you. And I'm, you know, I'm sure we can, you know, have another catch up. Absolutely. In the future. And I'd love to sort of, yeah touch back and see to see what you've been up to you know since, where to find me project you know awesome man yeah what what are you doing um on the weekend any plans i am i'm probably gonna track i'm
1: recording a couple guitar tracks for the music for the band uh so laying out some ideas there we're booking a tour in the pacific northwest yeah so i gotta talk to some connections out there um and then spending time with the dog and i'm actually doing a music video right now too so i kind of oh.
0: I was gonna say, would you do an an Unreal Engine Five music video for your band? Okay. Kind of like cool concept. Okay, so this is (laughs) think.
1: This is this is this is a secret. No, it's not. But I am. We can edit this out.
0: We can edit it. No, no,
1: no, no, no. It's fine. You can leave this in. But I am actually I'm finishing a music video for kind of a kind of a well known band, and it's done in Unreal. Whoa! And I was like, I, "This was a risk. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, if, if the results gonna work. Like, it's really a bizarre concept." And I just did it, and then I threw the idea at the band, and they were like, "Yes, yes." So I'm, oh, I'm finishing up this weekend, and so it's,
0: yeah, it's interesting. Amazing. Well, who knows? We could potentially jump back on a, a call about that project because that sounds. I'm sure it's going to be uh, yeah fun and interesting. It, it's not as
1: intricate as World Suicide, but it's it it saved me a ton of time doing it in Unreal.
0: Oh, amazing! Yeah, that's that's led us on to a uh, yeah. Join us for part two with Andy <laughs> Lefton and the um, Unreal Engine music video. Yeah, yeah. That's... I'm here
1: every Friday, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, I guess that um, yeah brings us to a close. I think. Pretty, pretty good for the uh, hour that we've we've had, and sure. it's been amazing to to chat to you, Andy. And I just want to say thank you for yeah sharing all that stuff with us. And your yeah, thank you for the opportunity, Friday, man. You know? I
1: love talking about that stuff.
0: Yeah, a, a big thank you, man. And yeah. um, all the best with uh, World Suicide um, in the festivals, thank you. Um, future future projects everything um outside of work as well as, yeah
1: thanks um, man And good
0: luck to you guys too for sure thank you man yeah, I'm sure we'll you. Up. And if you need anything yeah give us a shout anytime i'd love to love to catch up again absolutely man. okay pleasure man yeah. have a great weekend yeah, yeah, Andy. Fair. definitely all the best man all right take, take care. care if you're looking for more conversations like this and can't wait for the next episode head over to our youtube channel at big Tooth studios or follow the link in the episode description